Chapter 4 The Reply She Never Sent Trisha Dear V, Being fed on romantic movies since I was a child and on romantic books since I was a teenager, it was only natural for me to expect burst into violent music romance when the time came. Instead, you came into my life. With your I can say the most offensive thing and still make you fall in love with me smile, you ensured that I was spiraling down the love path even before I had a chance to save myself from the fall. I know you do not appreciate my dependence on words when communicating with you. But I am still a few steps away from attaining the superpowers or technology to send you glances in a letter. So bear with my words. I've been in a holiday mode for a long time now. The idea of living out of a suitcase or a rucksack has begun to appease me more than I would care to admit. The reactions to my decision to pick up my bags and explore new places or revisit places I had explored once upon a time have varied from expressive confusion to trusting encouragement. I suspect that mom allows me these escapades without any negative comments just because she feels she owes me a compensation for falling sick. I make no attempts to tell her that her approach is wrong. That would be work. And like I told you, I'm in a holiday mode. While strolling on the fine sand beaches of Karnataka, looking at the bluest seawater I had ever seen, I missed you. But at the same time, I felt you were next to me. I had attributed this dose of mixed feelings to the strong sun overhead. However, last week when I was sitting at the crossroad of the village in the lap of Himalayas, while white thin clouds whiffed past me, I experienced a similar gamut of emotions. There was no strong sun to blame this time around. So I just took a deep breath and sat down to soak in the view and the sounds. Did I tell you that from where I sat, I could see a bed of yellow wildflowers as far as the eye took me? The birds, all skillfully camouflaging in the tall pine trees that lined the road, made a sound that defined music and all that notes and melodies stand for. At a distance, I heard the gurgling sound that the flowing water made on the rocky terrain of the mountains. The setting sun was orange, the kind you used to see and wish to eat. It was a delicious colour. And I was tempted to imitate your emotions. I convinced myself to feel the same emotion you used to feel. I did it with complete ease. I then went to Rajasthan. My skin decided to revolt against this constant exposure to sun. I had rashes all over my face, my lips were swollen, people stared at me. I could recognize sympathy in the eyes of some and others I could make out were just waiting for me to turn my back so that they could make fun of me. In the meantime, I concentrated on admiring the women who carried bright neon orange and green and yellow dupattas with an elan that could put supermodels to shame. Had I been travelling with you, I would have pestered you to buy me one. I searched for you. It seemed you were just an arm's length away. But you were not there. Describing the perfection of the moment might end up making it imperfect, but I cannot commit the sin of not sharing its beauty with you. The sky in all its glory, birds have decided to celebrate the last ray of light and bid adieu to the sun.
The dry leaves under my feet create music which was never heard before and shall never be repeated. I can, for the very first time in many years, hear the sound of my own breath and one by one my thoughts leave me to solace as even they do not want to ruin the perfection of the moment. Time has stood still in this jungle. Everything is quiet and suddenly, out of nowhere, despite my desperate efforts, a thought invades the solitude and reminds me of you. I shake my head hard enough to introduce an element of violence in the serenity of the forest. But the thought of you, what you would have said, the tune you would have hummed, or how your eyes on me would have felt, refuses to leave me. I decide against fighting the thought of you as I realize having a part of you here with me has made the moment perfect. You know, it is strange. Even as I'm writing to describe to you in great detail what I experienced, a nagging voice in my head is reminding me that you were there. Being near you, with you, has always been effortless. You were my holiday mode. I never had to work towards being a part of you, of us. I always wanted to immortalize what we shared into words. You always discouraged me. I never listened. You never told me this, but I know you were jealous of the love I shared with words. I'll confess, I enjoyed that. A lot of people like to read what I write. There are also a few who like what I say. In their eyes and reactions, I see the reflection of my love for words. I miss you in those reflections and reactions. I needed no one to share my words as long as I had you. I was a misfit. I was awkward, shy and a perennial teenager. You made me feel I belonged to you. Then you left me. And I showered the love I had for you on words. Yours. A lonely letter in a sea of words. T.